The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy football on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their over-under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And of course, make sure to download the SGPN app. It is your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Drivers, start your Wrap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb coming to you from a tuesday evening it is cody zeeb rod via gomez the nascar gambling podcast here on the sports gambling podcast network we're doing this a day early because i could not keep cody from talking about kansas a second longer the man was out there in full force at the advent health 400 and is just super excited to bring to you his experience and just uh what we can expect from the all-star race but cody Welcome back from the race. It's good to have you back. Thank you, Rod. Yes, it's a good thing odds didn't come out till today or I would have made you record this yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Dude, just so excited to talk about it. I mean, I I had such a good time. I appreciate Sports Gambling Podcast for hooking me up, getting me media credentials. Got uh, Got to meet a ton of cool people, take some pictures with some awesome guys, uh, Jeff Corden, Jamie McMurray. Got to meet Bob Pachris. Uh... Took a little video, Noah Gregson, uh, giving a little shout out to everybody and his expectations for the race. He uh, said he wanted to complete all the laps and run well, and he did. He finished, I think, 18th. He had a really good race, so I'm pretty sure I was his lucky charm. Hopefully that's the case. But uh, (laughs) No, just a great time. It was so awesome to be up close to the action. I mean, watching pit stops uh, on TV, you know, is insane to see how, how quick they work and how cool it is, but being able to stand like right up against the wall and watch them as they do it, it, it is incredible. It's it's just it's so great. And NASCAR is so good about giving you full access. I mean, I didn't talk to all of them, but I got I got to see Richard Childress and Joe Gibbs and Bill Elliott. Uh, I got to take a picture with Jeff Gordon. I, I saw Michael Waltrip walking around, like all these big NASCAR names just right there with you. Andy Reid, the Chiefs head coach, was there with a couple players. Nicole Hardman and Noah Gray from the Chiefs were there. I'm not a Chiefs fan, but still cool to see to see those guys, you know, walking around, checking it out. They seem to be having a good time walking through the garage. So, I mean, they let us walk through the garage, be right up basically right next to the cars almost 
while they're in there warming them up and and all that stuff watching the crew guys work around so just an awesome awesome time i had so much fun so glad i was able to represent sports gambling podcast and the nascar gambling podcast there so yeah just uh it, it was so much fun man i was like i was like a little kid on christmas day when i while i was there it was it was a great time and you got to actually watch uh, a really fat obviously the one of the fastest crews in the entire sport in in chase elliott you were standing right behind chase elliott's box i mean no surprise right i mean you had to you had to find the pit box of your favorite driver ever so uh i mean those guys man they are so lightning quick if you are not following the gambling podcast uh, nascar gambling podcast on twitter uh first of all what are you doing with your life second of all you have to because uh cody documented the whole thing so well i mean that that pit stop was amazing yeah, it was crazy. And I need to go through all of my, I took so many pictures and videos while I was there. So maybe I'll go through and post some more stuff this week too, just so everybody can kind of see. But yeah, like Chase Elliott's pit crew, I was right there while they made some stops. I got Kurt Busch who ended up winning the race. Uh, I got a couple of his stops. I, I was right there behind his crew. Dude, that Jordan car was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. I really hope they make a die cast of that because I will be buying that. I mean, with the, with the Jumpman logo on there and they had... The crew guys all had the jump man stuff and the jump man on their helmets and it was all just so so cool to see and yeah be up close got to see i mean really i, I walked up and down pit road and, and kind of watched all the crews work but those guys specifically william byron was right there i watched a couple of his pit stops i wasn't too far down from the eric jones pit stop when they had the lug nut they couldn't get off and uh so i was watching that and then it's like well what's going on and then they just every tool they could find in the garage they're running out there and just guys are like sledgehammer beating on it and going crazy and you saw as they're whirring and like all the other teams are like slowly converging on the pit stall like trying to watch and see like what's going on or or how they could help get it done i think it took them like over 10 minutes to get it off which is crazy something we hadn't seen i mean we saw a couple more tires <laughs> go uh get lost during the race but uh yeah that was something we hadn't seen where the lug nut actually got stuck on there at least not during the race i think there was one they couldn't get off post race but at that point who really cares but yeah that, that was crazy but yeah it, it was just dude such a good time so much fun just watching all these crew guys i mean they work so hard and they're all big like former athletes basically i mean most of them former college football players and all that just massive dudes and they're getting each other pumped up and this is going to be a good stop let's go yelling in each other's face like it was great to see it from their from their angle of the race too so yeah i just man so much fun i could talk about it for hours and hours but uh <laughs> yeah i i had such a great time such such a great point of view to get i i really enjoyed it and gave me a deeper level of respect for the sport that I love watching and covering so much. So I know in Sonoma, you could pretty much get from the press box, not the press, not the, where the broadcasters are, but the press area to the track relatively quick. I mean, and literally it's right there. You just walk down the steps and uh, up a couple of, of uh, just a little bit farther and you're actually on the track. How, what was it like to get from the press area to the pits in Kansas? Cause I know an oval a little bit different than, uh, than a road track. Yeah, so I didn't go up to the actual press box like up in the suites because that was kind of, I mean, you got to go under the track and around and all that. I mean, that would have taken a while. I had thought about it, but I was having so much fun down on pit road. I didn't want to leave, but they had a media center right there in the middle of the track, basically next to the garage area. So you could walk in there. They had refreshments for us and stuff and TVs in there. 
places for guys to pull up their laptops needed to write an article on the race stuff like that so that was super super cool and it was right there you walk out boom you're in the garage area obviously you just walk from the garage right up to pit road so everything i needed was all right there and close so i thought about going up to the press box to check it out but i was having such a good time just being in the garage area being on pit road that i didn't want to leave all the action it's funny because i told you too i said being a podcaster means that you don't have to file anything. You don't have to write anything. Your main objective to be there is to enjoy and be able to tell the story when you come back. So, I mean, look, you have the best of every world at that point. Yeah, and that was the great thing because there was guys. I mean, when I went into the media center mid-race and that, there's guys in there just typing away on their on their laptops, you know, getting their story for the local news or or this and that. You know, even a guy like Bob Pockris, he he's so tied into listening to the scanners and what's going on he's only so much watching the race, you know? So for me, not having to do any of that, obviously all of our work is before the race, then it's just watch and cash the bets, you know? So yeah, I, I just got to walk around and soak it all in. I got to go into victory lane afterwards. I'll have to put, I don't think I posted the video of Kurt Busch driving into the pit or onto pit road after he did his front stretch celebration and interview and all that. But you can see Kyle Busch and Denny Hamlin walk over to him. Kyle splashes a little water on him. He goes, which one of us are you flying home with? Do I have to wait for you or some comment like that? Like it was so cool. Cause that's not stuff you see on TV. You know, no. it was so cool to be up close and personal and, and see those guys. I mean, Denny was crying. He was so happy as an owner to get that win. You know, they obviously they put so much into that team. So it was great. And then I got to go into victory lane afterwards and watch the whole celebration and see all the sponsor guys and all the, they had the, car designers there and everything so and then, and then denny came up there with with his kids after we're, we're hanging out bubble wallace came in i mean everybody was coming up everybody loves kurt bush uh not didn't used to be the case <laughs> so much but uh but now everybody seems to so yeah it was again just an absolutely amazing experience i had so much fun and, and yeah i'm so happy i could do it and hope to be able to be going back and doing it again sometime soon Yes, sir. We're already talking about Las Vegas next year and bringing the whole party together. Yes, sir. I think uh, I think that's definitely going to be something we need to get to get done and get figured out. And uh, maybe we can even use those blue wire studios in the in the win and all that. Uh, yeah, I've been I've been thinking since we had that conversation. I haven't shared everything, but uh, yeah, those the wheels are turning, man. I, I think we need to have a nascar gambling podcast party in las vegas next year for sure i like how you think uh <laughs> all right so uh let's talk a little bit about the bets uh what and and look so first of all i just want to say twenty three eleven halfway now to the over one and a half bets for the season That's right yep you're i mean you were spot on with dude kurt bush gets his win every year like and it's crazy. I'm just going to throw this out while we're talking about it real quick. So I saw this. He's won with four different manufacturers. He's won, obviously, in Toyota now, Chevy, Ford, and Dodge. He's won with five different teams. And on one of those teams in two different cars, because in Penske, he raced the 22 car and the two car, and he won in both of them. He's won at 18 different tracks in 19 different seasons. He has 34 cup wins, which puts him 25th on the all-time list. Uh, just one win behind Brad Keselowski, but that's just incredible. Like he's never been a guy that's got nine wins in a season or had a crazy, I mean, he won the championship in 2004. He had a really good season then, but 
18 different tracks to win at over 19 seasons. Like that's just incredible and shows you how good of a guy he is. He's not always up front and has the most dominant car, but every year you can count on him to get a win and it's never the same place. It's, I mean, places like Bristol, he's got multiple wins, stuff like that. But for the most part, it's always somewhere different every year. Like all of a sudden he's wins at Kentucky. All of a sudden he wins at Las Vegas. All of a sudden he wins at Kansas. Like, places he's been racing at for years and years and years and never won. And all of a sudden it was just his day and he was not going to be denied on Sunday. He, uh, even, even though they put him a little bit behind the eight ball in the last stop there, he, he wasn't going to be denied. He, he had a good car and was dominant, but, uh, yeah, he charged, yeah. man. He made that charge. Uh, all right, but let's go over. Want to give a huge thank you to Derek Yoder for stepping in while Cody was on assignment uh, definitely a good friend of ours now that we have, have made over the course of the last few weeks uh, in the gambling podcast community for NASCAR. Just just a great guy overall and, and so nice to, of him to just step in and take over uh, on a show that's that's rolling like this one, right? Yeah, absolutely. Derek, I absolutely love him. I'm doing some work with him over with the Garage Guys also. He, he's such a good guy and uh, – yeah, really appreciate him stepping in for me. Had some stuff going on and then getting ready to go to the race and all that. So, uh, yeah, he stepped in last minute. Really appreciate it. Man, I was listening to the show last week. I was hoping I still had a spot coming back. You guys sounded so good together. And it was a it was a seamless transition for him filling in. So really appreciate that, Derek. Hopefully we can have him back on the show sometime soon, uh, all three of us. I think that'd be a good time too. So, uh, yeah, definitely an open door for him. Uh, he's a great guy. Does a lot for the NASCAR gambling community, and uh, yeah, he, he was great on the show last week. He sure was, and he laid down some pretty good bets as well. Uh, let's just go over them real quick, as we always do. Just want to wrap up the week in betting for you at the Advent 400 and the Heart of America 200, the trucks, in which Zane Smith pulls out the win giving you plus 600 if you bet him, which some of you did in the Slack channel, so good on you. Uh, for Zane Smith winning the trucks, what what a what a great great man! You're like the the truck Xfinity whisperer over here, man. You you've had so many outright winners on uh, on trucks and Xfinity this year. It, it's fun. I'm about to just start waiting until you put your bets in. I'm just, <laughs> oh yeah, I was gonna bet that too. <laughs> <laughs> I was tailing. I mean, oh, yeah, that's what I got. Uh, but Zane Smith won the trucks, uh, and then Derek actually had followed in with the Zane Smith over Chandler Smith, and obviously that one worked out for you too if you doubled up on that. Um, my next bet was Carson Hosevar over Scott Friesen, and you want to talk about a bad beat. Literally, Friesen finishes one spot above Hosevar in that in that race. That's rough. I was on Hosevar last week. Actually, I had picked him to win. I kind of threw that out on the Slack channel. But, man, I think we're going to see it from him soon. He's, he's one of those kids that's so good, and he's really coming on strong. He's been running really well. So I, I think you definitely had the right track there. Just like you said, bad beat, one position, just that close. Yeah. <clears throat> Friesen was 14th. Hosovar was 15th, which means he was not a top five car, uh, unfortunately, for Derek, which was his second bet. Uh, my third bet, I had Ty Majeski over Matt Crafton, which hit. Uh, that was a good one, too. Uh, which, you know, I was pretty happy about that one because Majeski finished second, obviously, which means that the only other person to beat him was Zane Smith. So yeah, uh, that he's another guy out. too to keep an eye on. I think once he starts reeling him off, he, he's going to, he's going to reel him off quick. He's really good young driver. He's been coming up and, uh, 
Yeah, he's been looking really good these last few races. Yep. Unfortunately for Derek, uh, Grant Effinger uh, just was third place, which means he finished over Ben Rhodes in tenth. Uh, it was a good, it was good logic, good sound logic. Unfortunately, Rhodes just had the, the race that uh, we all thought he was going to have a couple of weeks ago. This race, uh, and it didn't work out for him. So, all right, we had also had a couple of poll bets. We had Kevin Harvick to win the poll. Uh, he did not do that. Uh, we had Ryan Blaney to win the poll. He did not do that either. Uh, just, just I don't know what it is, man. I'm I I want to be through with Harvick. I, I just want to stop saying his name, but he's just a veteran that's going to come through at one of these points. Yeah, I know. And I, I, I mean, to win the poll, I can see. I'm still. I don't think he's winning any more races. I, I, I think you can get consistent, solid finishes from him, and, and from a head-to-head perspective, if you can get him matched up against somebody that is inconsistent in their finishes, you can find somebody like a Harvick or or like a Hamlin or like a Reddick against him I, I like those kind of head-to-heads or even some top tens from him because he is so consistent and he seems to be there at the end but he just doesn't seem to have the car or whatever it is to get him that win and maybe i'm wrong and maybe he'll get one but it's it's been a while now and man i don't know i just i'm not seeing it from him yeah i it's it's tough it really is but I, I, I don't know. My heart, my heart. I bet with my heart too much. Uh, speaking of that, Kyle Busch I had over Kyle Larson. And damn it, if just it did not seem like it would be that way for such a long time, right? Bush, the, well, both Bushes, really. But Kyle leading most of that race for, for the better part of whatever it was. So obviously that would have definitely been it. And then, you know, a bad couple of stretches there puts Kyle back a little farther and then Kyle Larson makes his charge, man, and it, you know obviously we know how it ended with him and and Bush kind of battling, uh, Kurt Bush battling for it. But yeah, it kind of shuffled Kyle back into the mix. Kyle Larson figures to be second. Kyle Bush in third. Man, we saw it again too. Another race, and that again, I think this new car just is really pushed, putting it this way, but. Where there could there were so many different guys that could have won the race. Yet again, we never really saw somebody pull out and run away with it. There were some guys that led good chunks, but there wasn't one guy who dominated all day again. I mean, even a guy like Larson, like you got up there and he's like, Oh, there he goes, he's gonna run away with it. And he he just couldn't. They kept they hung with him, and then he was having problems bounce kept bouncing off the wall. That one save he had was incredible. Yeah, it was. But uh yeah, I mean, William Byron looked really good. He had a tire go down. Truex was looking pretty good. He had a tire go down. Elliott looked really good. And then he got a penalty on pit road or whatever. And then he lost the wheel. So, like, again, a lot of good cars, a lot of guys who had chances, and, again, mistakes or whatever, equipment malfunctions, costing them and keeping things competitive and and shook up. And, man, from a gambling perspective, it makes it so much harder because – you don't know week in and week out. You know, a couple weeks ago we were saying, "Don't the Toyotas are horrible." Like now, all six of them finished in the top ten, and they had five of the top six spots. I think. I think Kyle Larson was the only non-Toyota in the top six. Like, but it could have easily been a Chevy day with with Elliott and with Byron. And I mean, so again, Fords didn't look very well. Good. I know they had a win last week. Again, in a race where it could have been a bunch of other guys that won and Joey kind of was in the right place at the end. So I'm a little bit out on the Ford train for now, but 
said that a few weeks ago about Toyota and look where they're at now. So it's going to be constantly evolving, especially with this new car. And as they learn everything, they took a bunch of cars back to the wind tunnel and research and development this week. So I've heard some speculation that maybe they're trying to help Ford figure out what the deal is, but who knows? It's going to be interesting to see going forward. If, uh, if Toyota's taken over or if Chevy kind of stays on top or Ford catches back up, who knows? That last save by Larson, though, that one made me just go, yes, yes, because Kyle Busch was right there. and I mean, not right, right there, obviously. And you thought for sure. I mean, yeah. first of all, him just catching it was incredible. You thought for sure he was going to spin and at least lose so much momentum and have damage or whatever that it would cost him, and he was able to hang on up there. But no, 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 he got it, and, and that was it. I mean, that, that, that was the only chance that Kyle had, Bush had over Larson to catch him. Uh, all right, so Derek had, I know, so close. That's why I don't want to dwell. Uh, Derek had <laughs> Eric Jones over Chase Briscoe. Just a rough day for that 43. Briscoe finished. Yeah, he was looking good until he was, that lug nut deal effort. Uh, <laughs> and when it takes 10 minutes to get a lug nut off, that kind of tanks your day. Yeah, it sure does, boy. And they, boy, uh, that that uh, that tire changer, though, was was the star of the show of the broadcast, man. That guy sweating up a storm i mean yeah just, it was it was just crazy just all of a sudden you hear these just loud banging and hammering and saws getting fired up and everything it was crazy <laughs> uh, i'll bet uh so yeah that that took i mean jones was looking good most of the day and would have cashed that had it not been for that that nut so uh derek he, that's just a bad beat man that's malfunction you can't even call that at all uh all right i backed the wrong bush i said kyle i meant to say kurt sorry Guys, I, I I did. I meant to say just Kurt. A, that tiny little mistake. Yeah, I I was like, <laughs> oh man, I put the wrong bush down on there. I meant to say Kurt, but I said Kyle. Uh, Kurt's is so hard to predict. Like I said earlier, I mean it. It's always just one random like, he pops up, he hits that win, and and then he just falls back into you know being a tenth place car or whatever. But I will give a shout out to the guys at the SBR though. The other two experts picks. Uh, had Kurt Busch as a long shot for this race, so they nailed nice. that. I loved it. Yeah, I know, I know one of the garage guys had uh, had written Kurt Busch up too. Basically, I mean, uh, it seemed like his summary was uh, just on the paint scheme alone. How can you not pick the car? And, uh, <laughs> I guess he was right. So, Look. yeah, definitely, there were some guys out there that had him. So, props to them because again, I mean, to see that coming was was real tough. Uh, and then Derek's last bet was Tyler Reddick as a top five. Unfortunately, that did not happen either. Uh, again, rough day for the eight car. Just couldn't get it going. Didn't have the speed. Yeah. Man, he's just, I don't know. He's been rough. I did. I didn't do it cause I couldn't, I couldn't get myself to, but one of the head to heads I was looking at this week was Hamlin and Reddick and I was about to take Hamlin <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> just cause Reddick, man, he just can't finish races. Like he was, he was leading for a little while, wasn't he? And then I think he had a tire issue and then it just, everything went downhill from there again. And I guess that's similar to Denny Hamlin's been basically having kind of the same type of season, but this got the strong cars and then issue after issue just plagues him and another bad finish for Reddick. And man, that's another thing too. I know we're kind of going on and on in this segment, but uh, are we going to get to 16 winners this year? Cause it's starting to kind of feel like it. I mean, we got another wild card winner here with Kurt Busch. Like there's some guys that still haven't won that are, are bigger names. I think Man. it's going to happen. I really do. It's. I feel I, like we're I really. Get I that. didn't think it was going to, but every time we keep getting these new winners, and it's like, I mean, Kurt Busch. 
you you kind of always expect him to win because he does, but he's not really a guy that you count on. Like he's gonna win one, you know. So we got some restrictor plate races left. We got some crazy road courses left. Yeah, might be getting there. It's it's all it's wide open. I mean, this season just feels completely wide open. And uh, yeah, we're gonna talk about the uh, the All Star Weekend coming up. A couple of uh, actually we got trucks in Xfinity, and then of course the main course uh, for the All Star race. We'll talk about all that in stage two. Well, at least half of that. But first, let's talk about win bet. Make sure to get down on win bets bet fifty to win two hundred dollar promotion where a fifty dollar bet qualifies you for up to two hundred dollars in free bets. Plus, the win bet casino is offering a one hundred percent deposit bonus up to one thousand dollars. And of course, don't forget to get involved in their same game parlays. With the wins, build your own bet feature. All of you out there can receive a $20 free bet. When you win, lose, or push a three-plus leg, build your own bet parlay between Thursday and Sunday. Take advantage of this on the All-Star Race or the NBA playoffs, whichever you choose, but uh, do it for the All-Star Race. There's so much to choose from, and all you got to do is download the WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I know I do. I, I got about four, five, sixteen, too many, too many, but there's no such thing really. Uh, it's a game changing product. Unlike anything else that you've ever seen in the industry. Now, now make money on Sleeper. You can start playing their new over-under game right now. It's super simple. It's exactly the way it sounds. In any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, number of points in basketball or hits in baseball, finishing positions in NASCAR if you can find it then. Choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest if you pick correctly. You can win anywhere from double to over 20 times the money you put in. And the reason I'm super excited about the over-under game on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contest and we can all play together. It's got built-in group chat where I can see and copy just like they tell you not to do in, in high school, but you do it anyways. Your friends picks with the tap of a button. Insanely fun to ride it out together as a crew. So stop what you're doing, but don't stop listening to this. You can do this at the same time because you can download the Sleeper app right now in their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. You can do it on your mobile phone by joining our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com SGP. Sleeper's going to automatically match your first deposit up to one hundred dollars that's right join our squad get the hundred dollar hundred percent deposit match at sleeper.com slash sgp we're also brought to you by athletic greens and their ag1 supplement so what is this stuff well with one delicious scoop of ag1 you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins minerals whole food source superfoods probiotics adaptogens to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging all the things. It costs you less than $3 a day, and as always, you're investing in your health. Plus, it's cheaper than that cold brew habit of yours. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery, and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. And to make it easy for you, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and 
five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash SGP. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. You want truck racing? You want Xfinity racing? You come to the right place. Because in Texas, they're going to be putting that on. Uh, you know, it's funny. When you go to these racing sites, like Racing Reference, like I do, um, you you look for Texas. You scroll down, and you're like, oh, I'm going to go to Texas. No. No, you got to remember to go, to go to Fort Worth. Because there's Austin, and there's Fort Worth. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, I, I just wanted to say uh, on that sleeper ad read, you could have made me feel a little better. You stopped at 16. I was kind of hoping you'd get to like 46 maybe <laughs> so you'd be around where I'm at on uh, on, on fantasy teams, but that's okay anyways. <laughs> uh, look, I, I mean, look, I have a ton of them. I have Sleeper on a bunch of them too, especially now my new Dynasty ones. But Oh, man, that's a... I'm so into the Dynasty stuff now. I don't, Man, I don't even know if I'm going to play that much redraft this year. I'm just... I'm in so many different Dynasty leagues with... Uh, Ones I've, I've been in, like the SGPN one for a couple years now, and got a couple new startups, a couple orphans I picked up. Man, so much fun. Look, Definitely man. get on Sleeper, people. If you're not on Sleeper, what are you doing? <laughs> betting, betting, fan. It's a, this whole world is just addicting. It it is. <laughs> uh, it's fun. So good. <laughs> I know it is too. That's the thing. The adrenaline rush you get when your truck driver crosses the line first. Uh, is is like none other. So, uh, yeah, anyway, so we've got both Xfinity and Trucks in Texas this weekend that are actually racing points-paying races, where, of course, the big boys are taking part for the million-dollar purse. Uh, but let's do as we always in Stage 2 and talk about the Trucks and Xfinity with the SpeedyCash.com 220 for the Trucks and the SRS Distribution 250 for the Xfinity cars. Uh, look, this Texas Motor Speedway, it, it, it's just a beast, right? I mean, there's that's just the way this thing is. Um, but we're, we're, I mean, these guys are not driving anything that they've never driven before uh, because they're in, they're in familiar equipment here. So we can actually go back with track history like we don't, we're not able to do in the, uh, in the actual big boys, right? Yeah, exactly. And uh, I mean, Back-to-back mile-and-a-halves here. Kansas was a mile-and-a-half last week. Texas a mile-and-a-half this week. They're a little bit different tracks, but you're still getting the similar, the same size, basically. Similar-ish layout. So kind of, again, the cookie-cutter style that you want to say of tracks. So I think we're definitely going to see a little more consistency over, over like this track with last week with Kansas and stuff like that. So I think that's going to help us get a leg up on on the betting aspect of things it certainly will uh and so let's go ahead and just cue it up then let's begin our bets with the first uh looks like we both have trucks to start out with today yes sir uh i'm gonna take ross chastain is racing down in the truck series and they have him matched up with chandler smith uh and it's minus 130 i i don't really understand that uh i know last time chastain was in the trucks he looked really good. He had some problems at the end of the race. He didn't finish as well, but he had a solid race. He's should be very good uh, in the truck series again. And I know Chandler Smith is a good driver, and he's in the uh, the Kyle Busch equipment. But again, Chastain, he's proven it this year in the Cup Series. He's a winner. He's a good driver. He knows what he's doing. 
he's going two steps down from Cup Series to the trucks. I don't see any reason why he shouldn't win this head-to-head. So, yeah, I love him uh, uh, paired up with Chandler Smith at minus 130. And that's the thing, too. It's only minus 130, which I didn't really understand. I, I feel like that wouldn't should have been more of like a minus 175 or something like that even. So you're not paying that much juice. And, you know, again, you don't pay the juice if you win. So. <laughs> I love it. Uh, well, that's going to be our bumper sticker, uh, but yeah. not not just that. <laughs> I need, look, I need to get that trademarked or something. <laughs> Actually, you do. I I have a feeling that that needs to be that needs to be trademarked. Uh, intellectual property, courtesy of Cody Zeeb. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, no. Look, so Chastain, when these guys, especially All Star Weekend too in Texas, you see, and we're going to talk about a couple of other Cup drivers that are that are tooling it down in the other series as well. Because this is what they do. I mean, they some of them know that they probably won't be in the All Star race proper, and so they're gonna. Or even if they are, they just want the knowledge. And, and yeah, well, and I mean, the All Star race it's a lot shorter. It's a different format, so you're not really getting a full race in. So yeah. I think it helps keep them fresh, gives them a little track time before they're shooting for a million dollars. So, and I was I was trying to look at the entry list here. I think he's the only Cup Series driver. That's racing down in the trucks. So, he is. He is. I, yeah, I noticed that'll that. be. Yeah. You got Ryan Priest in the seventeen, but obviously he's not full time this year yeah. in the cups anymore. In the Cup Series anymore. So I think that Chastain will will look very good. Uh, so I really like him, especially again just the head to head. I mean, John Hunter's going to look good. Zane Smith's going to look good. Maybe he's not able to win. But all he has to do is beat the one other guy in your cash in. So I really like that. Well, speaking of both of those guys, you mentioned Zane Smith and John Hunter Nemechek. Again, looking for the winner of this race, I was like, yep, can't do that because obviously with Chastain in it, I think it blows it wide open. And and even when you looked at uh, who the favorite was for the race coming in, which I will pull up right now because it, for some reason... We got John Hunter at plus 400 yeah they do zane smith at plus 500 chastain's a plus 550 exactly I'll, I'll probably throw a little on that too and then you got chandler smith at plus 700 yeah so but i have i have zane smith over john hunter Nemechek in this and look that's and i have it at plus 100 so they're actually favoring the the john hunter Nemechek side of this but i'm gonna go zane smith zane smith literally on the heels of a win Right, I mean, the guy is riding high right now uh, after his win. He has, what, one, two, three, four, five, six straight top tens. He's only finished once outside of the top ten, and that was 36. Now, of course, you look at John Hunter Nemechek, what he's done. He also has a long streak of top tens. In fact, he's got a long streak of top fives uh, that he broke last week with this sixth-place finish, uh, but he has that win in Darlington. We all know John Hunter Nemechek is good. Uh, but we also know that uh, he is not as good in Texas, where he only has one top or two top fin- ten finishes. Rather, uh, one came in 2016; the other was last year when he won. But outside of that, 19th, 21st, 18th, 11th. Whereas you turn to a guy like uh, uh, Zane Smith, and he's done a lot better. So, tell me, I, I want Zane Smith on this end of it uh, for for the plus 100 factor of it. Hey, you're the truck series whisperer, so I'm not going to argue with you. <laughs> I mean, we just talked about how it's a similar track, and Zane Smith won last week, so that speaks to it. You're getting him a plus odds, so you can't really beat that. I'd, I mean, I, it'll probably be pretty close contest. Obviously, they're the two favorite drivers, but I, I don't hate it, and I'm definitely not going to argue with you on a truck series bet. 
I'm a sucker for a plus money bet anyways. And talk about Zane Smith. Uh, he has three races here in the in the truck series. Sixth place finish last year. Third place finish the, week, uh, the year before. And then 19th in his first outing on this track. So not a storied history, but at least a successful one on this track. So give me Zane Smith over John Hunter Nemechek at plus money. Uh, Cody, you're going right back. Uh, actually, you're going to the Xfinity race right now. Yep, I think we're both headed to Xfinity next. So couple Xfinity wins for you. Uh, so you got a couple of uh, cup guys running down in Xfinity this week. You got William Byron. You got Tyler Reddick. Um, I think maybe just those two guys, actually. But, yes, that's a couple anyways. So uh, Tyler Reddick, though, we saw it a few weeks ago. I can't remember which race it was that, that he ran down in the 48 car. And he looked really good. He was having a great run. He was having a good day. Ran into a couple problems. Again, something at the end, and he had a bad finish. Um, but I expect him to run well again. He's plus, he's 10 to 1 to win, so plus 1,000. I don't know if I like that as much. Maybe a little sprinkle on that because I think he's a great driver. Obviously, the Xfinity Series is loaded with drivers, though. A lot of good guys. You got William Byron also racing down there. So I went with Reddick uh, just to get a top five at plus 100. So even if you know Byron beats him, if Gregson beats him, Ty Gibbs beats him, Allgaier beats him. I mean, all four of those guys can beat him. He can still get get fifth again, plus money. So you're not you're not asking for a lot. He doesn't need to win. Just a nice solid run in that 48 car, and uh, yeah, get a top five at plus 100. Well, I'll take that because Tyler Reddick has a second place finish in 2018 here in the Xfinity Series, and in 2019 in the Xfinity Series. He started on the pole in the fall of 2019 in the Xfinity Series, unfortunately crashed out in 29th, which is why, Cody, I am going to take him over Josh Berry, the Xfinity Series regular. Uh, because, again, Reddick, you're right. In the, in the big cup series, he's just been... It's just been bad luck. I don't even know what to say. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, it's not lack of talent or no. anything like that. I mean, he showed us even in the cup series this year, time and time again, how talented he is, how good he can run. It's just been the bad luck that's caused the bad finishes, but most of his finishes don't reflect his actual race early on, you know? Yeah. But I'm going to, and then I'm going to base this head to head, not based on what uh, Josh Berry has done in Texas per se, just I want what he's done overall over the last season. Uh, he did win in Dover. Yes, big win. But he finished 18th at Darlington the next week. At Talladega, finished 11th. Martinsville, 19th. Austin, 27th. Uh, Atlanta, 33rd. He's got a string of just terrible finishes. He had a 7th place kind of mixed in there in Richmond. But overall, Barry's had a very disappointing season. And I'm, I'm just seeing that, you know, a guy like Tyler Reddick can actually sneak up on a guy like Josh Barry, and obviously full-time cup drivers sort of have uh, just a, uh, an advantage overall over these these Xfinity Series regulars. And it's just, you know, this is an, another situation where I think Reddick's just going to have a better day. And if he has a top five, we know Josh Barry hasn't even had one of those but once all season. So, uh, yeah, give me Tyler Reddick over Josh Barry, and that one comes in, I believe, at minus 110 as I got yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely love that one. I mean, I I might even like that more than my top five bet on him. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> you found a better one than I did. The surprise, the Xfinity Truck Series whisperer guy uh, knows what know. he's doing here. <laughs> but no, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, again, that's that big big machine racing. I think is the name of that team. But 
Again, it's going to be prepared by his Cup Series team by Richard Childress Racing. Should be just fine of a car. And, and yeah, just finishing over Barry again. You pointed out how lackluster Barry's finishes have been for the most part this season. So, absolutely love it. All right, moving on. I, I picked a winner for the Xfinity Series. Uh, he's the favorite at plus four hundred. William Byron. Again, it's a loaded series. A lot of good guys, but he, he's racing in a fifth junior motorsports car. It's that 88 car that uh, Junior drove a few weeks ago. Uh, was that the one? Did, oh, Byron won in the truck series. Yeah, it? it was. Yeah, yeah it was the truck series. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, but but we did see it in the truck series race at Martinsville. He came down. He ran in that. He dominated the race. He won. I think we're going to see something similar here. He's one of the top tier guys in the Cup Series right now. Uh, one of only two guys with multiple wins in the Cup Series this season. Uh, I, I expect him to perform really well. Those junior motorsports cars have been top-notch, other than Barry, who's in, in Mayer a little bit. Uh, both of those guys have kind of not been the best, but but as far as Allgaier and, and Gregson go, I mean, those are two of the best three cars, really, with Gibbs. So, yeah, it's only plus 400, so it's not not great, super f- high odds. But, but for a guy like him stepping down in the Xfinity Series, I feel like that's still a pretty good deal of getting him at plus 400. And, I expect to see him run really well, probably dominate that race, and I expect to see him in victory lane. You literally can't argue with William Byron. The man's just been consistent in whatever he steps foot in. And so, yeah, if you're going to give me – this is why I didn't pick a winner. Uh, First of all, I knew you probably were. Uh, which which kind of led me to just say, you know what, I, I, I can't pick a winner for this because it's going to be Byron. And we could both pick Byron, and that'd be fine, uh, and it'd be great. In fact, I, I back that play 100%, so get Byron as the winner for this race uh, because I have a feeling that's how it's going to play out. So Yeah, and, and I mean, even looking down the list, like Gregson and Gibbs, you're only getting them at plus 550. So there, there's just not a ton of value in those guys going up against a guy like William Byron. Like, if you're going to take one of these favorites, I think it has to be Byron because he's head and shoulders above these guys so much. Yes, Gregson's good. Yes, Gibbs is good. Yes, they've performed well. They've done well. But uh, Byron is just so far ahead of them, and you're not getting that much of a of a bump up in odds to jump down to those guys. So that's why I think I don't often pick the, the favorite, but this is one time where I, I think that picking the favorite's warranted and still a four to one. That's a nice ticket to cash. So, look, any any plus money is good plus money, right? You bet enough right. on it, and it makes it worthwhile. Uh, all right, we're going to close out the Xfinity bets, uh, and I have got Brandon Jones over Sam Mayer. This was a difficult one, and I say that because if you look through this season alone, uh, <laughs> it's it's goes in the head to head matchups. Jones has a one race advantage in head to head. Uh, six races to, to five for uh, Mayer or, or Jones, where Jones is finished in front of Mayer. So you want to talk about a, a great matchup. This is about as good a matchup as you can get as far as just how close it really is and, and not like a, a lopsided uh, bet. So, But I'm going on the Brandon Jones side of this because in the last couple times, Jones uh, has finished seventh, uh, whereas... Um, uh, it was Mayer who finished fifth. So we're talking like completely a couple of, of uh, spots out of it. But Brandon Jones has a longer history in Texas. 
And he has got six top tens, uh, two top fives, and 12 starts, including the last two races where uh, it, last year he had a fifth place and a 10th place, whereas uh, Sam Mayer only has a 13th place finish in Fort Worth in one race. So Brandon Jones has been able to get around a lot better lately, and I think that uh, that's the experience that he has in Texas is going to carry over and, and give him a better finish than Sam Mayer. Again, man, listen to Rod on Infinity, the truck series. He knows what he's talking about. Yeah, I I have no arguments with you. I mean, we all know Brandon Jones is in that car because who his dad is, uh, president at Ream or whatever it is with the sponsorship money, and that's fine. He's not a super great driver, but he's good enough. He gets wins. He's gotten a win this year. He seems to always have a pretty decent run for the most part. Mayer's just been super inconsistent, and it seems like – there's been a couple of races this year where he probably could have won or run up front and his speeding penalties or this or that. Like, and again, too, I think another point to both of your head to heads with fading those two lower JRM cars, junior motorsports guys, they're going to have five cars this weekend in that, in that race. So you don't think that Byron and Gregson and Algaier are going to get the majority of the attention and maybe more of the focus that could take away from these two other guys a little bit. And so I think fading them is, is actually a pretty strong angle that I hadn't considered prior to you talking about it now. So <laughs> thank you, Rob. <Ralph. laughs> <laughs> I, I like that. Uh, yeah. And I, I, yeah, I totally backed this one. I, I really like it. Uh, again, Jones, not, not the, the top notch driver, but he's solid enough that a decent finish from him should be just fine to, to beat uh, Sam Mayer head to head. And again, a minus one Oh five, that's hardly any juice at all. Anyways. Exactly. I know you don't pay the juice if you win, but <laughs> it's not much. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I mean, it was the least juice side of it too. It was one hundred and five to, right. to yeah. one hundred and fifteen is what the other side of it was, and you know, I I, they, I know why Sam Mayer had the bigger the bigger end of it, but I, I still think Brandon Jones is a safer bet here. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, all right, we set up the All Star race when we come back, but first. Let's talk about IP Vanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode does not actually protect your privacy? That is right. Without added security, you might as well be giving away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and all kinds of other prying eyes. That is why I use IP Vanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. That means your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online it is that simple you can use ip vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on your speed which means your computers your tablets your phones even devices like your fire stick when you're streaming media 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 <laughs> whether i'm at home or in public i don't go anywhere online anymore without using ip vanish ip vanish is offering an incredible 70 percent off your yearly plan for you our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee that's just like getting nine months for free IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you got to do, tap one button and you're instantly protected and you won't even know that it is on. So stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, everything you buy. Take back your privacy today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com SGP. Use the promotional code SGP. Claim that 70% savings. That is IPVanish.com slash SGP. 
Kind of privacy makes you feel like an all-star, which is what all of these guys are trying to do in tonight's, or this weekend's all-star race, rather. Uh, it is the race for the million dollars. I, I laugh because I know you and I, Cody, that's that's life-changing money right there. And yes, to a lot of folks on that track, it's still life-changing money, but these guys have made so much money over the years that I feel like a million dollars is sort of like... I'm giving you a hundred dollars and a McDonald's gift card at this point. Well, it's funny because like this race became the million dollar race in like 1987 or something like that. So like then, yeah, hell yeah. Like now it's like, you know, 40 years later almost, and it's still a million dollars. It's kind of like, doesn't, didn't really keep up with inflation, but uh, <laughs> you know, whatever. Uh, it's still it's still a million dollars, man. Hey, who couldn't use a million dollars, you know? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I know a lot of people that could use a, a nice little million dollars, but yeah, I just think it's funny. It's like, you you get a participation trophy. Yay! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, need a, we need an entire separate pod just to go over the entire format of how this whole entire event works. It's I, fi- I did find this like breakdown from NASCAR.com. Maybe I'll tweet it out. So if you want to go like read how it's going to work, but it's just way too much to get into. But basically any driver that's won since last year's all-star, if I understand correctly, any driver who's won since last year's all-star race, any former all-star race winner are automatically qualified into the all-star race. And then before that, they're going to have an open race with, I think it's three segments so if you win the first segment, you pull off the track, you're locked into the all-star race. You win the segment, tra- segment, you're locked into the race. You know, you win the third segment, you're locked into the race. And then they'll add a fan vote winner. Uh, and so you can go to NASCAR.com right now and vote for your favorite guy that you want to see uh, in the race. And we've seen it before. Casey Kane won the the fan vote one year, and he ended up winning the, the all-star race, winning the million dollars. So it can happen, but... Uh, yeah, they have all kinds of funny qualifying races and all kinds of weird shit going on. But basic summary is, yeah, winners in the past year and past all-star winners locked in already to the, the main event. That's where they race for a million dollars. Everybody else will compete in the open race. You win one of the stages, you're locked in to race for the million as well, along with the top van, fan vote getter that doesn't get in. So whoever has the fan vote, if they win one of the stages, they're just in from the stage. And they'll give it to whoever the top remaining guy is, fan vote wise. So, so the fun, the, fun little interaction with the fans and stuff there. But it's crazy. It, but so to, to to go a little bit further, just there's 20 laps in the All Star format in stage one and stage two, and then the final stage is a 10 lap shootout in the All Star Open. And just like Cody said, the winner of of the first, second, and uh, third, then they all get to get in, and then of course, you know, the the fan vote to get into the big race where uh <laughs> what's crazy so the the even the all-star race itself has a practice slash qualifying format so practice one is 15 to 20 minutes in the all-star open and then practice two is another 15 minutes and then round one is one single lap each for each car in reverse order of owner points <laughs> Top eight, yeah. Advanced uh, head like head I said, <laughs> yeah. we almost need a whole other podcast just to cover all the details. At least I don't think they're doing the inversion thing this year. Remember oh, last they, year they oh had some weird God. formula where it was like you got passing points or something, yeah. and then they inverted the field, and you had to try and pass so many calls. Uh, you needed a fucking math degree just to keep up with what was going on. But yeah, it was I don't bad. think they're getting that crazy this year. But 
again, yeah, I'll tweet out from the at NASCAR gambling account, the, this kind of summary. So you can, if you want to dive into it a little more and, and see what the rules are, but that's, that's the basic summary. And then something important to point out, this is not a points paying race. You don't get any points. If you win this race, it doesn't count towards your win total for the season. This is purely an exhibition race. I don't even think they pay second place. So you win a million dollars. If you win the race, you lose if you're second. So these guys are going to be going all out. I mean, this is a race where you win. You're not trying to get a good finish, have a good points day. You don't care about stage wins. Like you're going to win this race. And that is the only goal. And it doesn't matter for anything else other than the million dollars and being, and then you're locked into all the future all-star races too. So you can keep racing for that million dollars as long as you're a full-time driver. But this is yeah. literally Ricky Bobby territory. If you ain't first, you're last. Yeah. If you ain't first, that's exactly. Yeah. There's no <laughs> difference in finishing second and not making the all-star race. So, and then, <laughs> so keep an eye out too, because they've, they've also are, and they probably will put out more by the time the all-star races that there's, there's four stages in the all-star race proper. There's stage one, two, three, and then the final stage. So they, they're starting to sprinkle out these stage winner bets. And really why that's important is because the winner of each stage gets a, a starting position in the next stage. So uh, if you win stage one, you get first place or you get to start from first place in that final stage. Uh, if you win stage two, you get second place in that final stage. If you win stage three, you get third place in that final stage. So these guys want to be up front for that final 50 lap shootout. So, um, you know, when you're making these final, these final or these bet on the stage winners, keep, keep an eye, keep a, a mindful, uh, Ness about the fact that these stages are important. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, they're going to be gunning for that first stage win, come down to it. And you're sitting in second. You don't want to sit second and get those nine stage points you'd normally get because you're not getting those. You want to get first. So you're locked in to start. And then you can drop back and just follow the pack the rest of the race until the final stage when you're going to start first and you're locked into that best starting position to, to try and get that million dollars. So yeah, the, the intensity will be up the whole time. And again, they're short stages. It's not it's not some 500, 400 mile race. It's a very condensed. It's spread out because you've got the open race with the stages and all that stuff. There's a Blake Shelton concert like in between it or something. There's like a pit crew competition have, going on. It's just, yeah, yeah it's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. So it's a spread out event that'll take time, but but the actual racing part is a lot shorter than a normal race weekend where. You're just going out and racing 400 miles. So, so if you're new, like most of our folks that are listening to this show, uh, or if you're new to NASCAR, yeah, this is definitely going to be a, a much different experience that you're used to watching a race. So, keep that in mind as we lay out our bets for these all-star race. Uh, and, and again, we, we had to kind of introduce you to the format because some of our bets are actually in are, are are making use of that. So, Cody, your first bet is exactly that. Yeah, exactly. It's jumping right into it. So. I have, uh, let's see, I'm trying to pull up all the lines here, but driver to win the pole position for the all-star open race. So again, this is anybody who hasn't won in the last year. So you don't have all the big names, the Kyle Larson's, the Chase L. I mean, all those guys are not in here. So just to kind of, to kind of lay it down for you, Tyler Reddick is the favorite in that Daniel Suarez, Austin Dillon, Chris Busher, Eric Jones. Those guys are all 10 to one or less. Then there's a big drop off. Uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is at plus 2,000. And when I first saw these odds, actually Derek shared them in our Slack channel uh, 
for everybody to see. Stenhouse just jumped out to me. I don't understand as well as he's been running the last few weeks. Maybe the qualifying efforts haven't necessarily been there, but again, this can very condensed field. He's one of these top drivers. They have him as the six best odds and he's at 20 to one. So just again, there's just massive value there in, I don't even remember what the qualifying format is for the open, but again, that you got to find the encyclopedia and de- decode the <laughs> whatever to figure out what they're doing. But, uh, but again, a really good driver. He's been having solid runs, strong car lately. We've seen the Chevys be strong. He's not going up against all the top competition like normal. At 20 to 1, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. to win the driver to win the pole position for the open race <laughs> of the All-Star. <laughs> Make sure you get all that, but that's that's how it's worded in here. So yeah, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. 20 to 1 uh, to win the the all-star open pole position. Well, and so the the way that that goes, it's in reverse order. It's one single lap in reverse order of the owner standing points. So uh, he is going to get a chance to uh, to qualify as one of the first racers because uh, you know his his team has not necessarily performed all that well uh, this season. So JTG Daughtry is in twenty fifth right now in owner standings. So. I mean, that, that means that he's going to get a chance to qualify early. So maybe he lays down that quick lap first, and then you're looking at the pole position for, for Sandhouse. So, uh, good one. Uh, all right, I have got uh, Eric Jones to win a stage in the open at minus 160. This isn't even uh, a stage one, stage two. Stage. This is just to win any stage of the open at minus 160. We've talked about Eric Jones, how disappointing his day was uh, last week in Kansas. And he, he was running a really good race. And he's been running really well all season long. Just bad luck in long runs have taken him out of a lot of good things. This is not a long run anymore. These are these are 20 laps. These are 25. You know, these are all short, short stints. So if he can get his car up and running quickly, and if he can get it around the track quickly, uh, I think he has stands a chance to actually win one of these uh, these legs of the open and a chance to actually get himself into the All Star race itself. Yeah, I I actually I love this one. I mean. Again, he's he's performed really good. He was doing well last week until he had the lug nut issued out of his control, of course. Uh, but yeah, again, you're not facing all those top competitions. Was it is it four was it four stages or three stages you said in the in the all star open? In the it, open. It I think that was is, three. Uh it is three. Yep. Twenty okay, twenty yeah. laps, twenty laps and ten laps. Yeah, so I mean, even you have a guy like Tyler Reddick when stage one, well, he's dropping out and he's done at that point to get ready for, for the big race. So then, you know, Austin Dillon wins another step. Like you're losing these top guys in your own race because they're qualifying for the open. That gives you even more of a chance. And it's not a specific stage. He has to win. It's just any stage in there. So he's definitely one of the top cars in this. So yeah, I absolutely love that one as well. It is a good one. Uh, it's minus minus one sixty, but Cody, uh, you you only pay the juice if you lose. <laughs> and you're not going to lose, so you want to pay the juice. <laughs> I need to get that on a drop so I can just hit it. And yeah, just hit the button. Just hit the button. <laughs> uh, all right, your next your next bet digs a knife deep into my heart. I'm still not there yet fully anymore, but 
Go ahead. Okay. Well, I mentioned earlier I had considered taking Denny Hamlin uh, in a head-to-head, and then I thought to myself, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> so uh, I changed my bet. I put hashtag fade Denny, and uh, we're going to roll with Martin Truex Jr. over Denny Hamlin in the all-star race. Again, Hamlin has, has run decent lately. He's been – I mean, the Toyotas were good last week, but his finishes haven't been there more than they have been there. And there's just, there's going to be enough. It's not a long race, but there's going to be enough opportunities for him to make a mistake or his crew to make a mistake or something to go wrong that all you have to do is get Martin Truex Jr. to finish over him. If the Toyotas are good, they're both going to be good. They're going to have similar cars. And at this point, Truex has been more consistent. He's finishing consistently better. Again, he hasn't beat him every race, but the luck has been there more. So, Again, Hamlin finished good this last week. He didn't necessarily – I wasn't on the show last week, but he, he didn't – you know, if you faded him, it probably wasn't as profitable this last weekend. But I'm going to stick to my guts on that, stick to the train. Again, he's like 22nd in the points or something ridiculous. So he's having a rough season even though he's gotten the win and all that. So, again, all you need is Truex to finish over him. So at minus 110, uh, I'm going to stick with hashtag fade Denny. Yep. I mean, again, it's just, it's been profitable more than it's not. So That's right. whatever, man, yep. until if it ain't fixed or if it ain't broken, don't, don't fix it. Exactly. Right? <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. So something like that. I can't keep all these things. Right? <laughs> the only one you need to know is if you don't, you don't pay the juice if you lose. Yep. Uh, all right. For my next pick, uh, Tuesday night magic is what we got going on here. Uh, for my next pick, I have got uh, Kyle Bush. In the all-star race over Chase Elliott. Look, Elliott has not won a race here in Texas at all, ever, whereas uh, Kyle Busch has won himself four races here, up to and including a 2020 fall race win, uh, riding a streak of five top ten finishes at Texas. You know, again, this is a different format. This is not necessarily something that uh, we're banking on past track history, especially with the new car and all that and everything. But uh, there is familiarity a mile and a half. We saw Kyle just ball out last week. Uh, it's just a matter of now I think he's feeling it. Now I think he's got the the move. And the race for the million dollars is, is always something that Kyle uh, gets up for. So he's just going to be in the mix all all night long and i just feel like he's got a better head of steam going uh than chase elliott does and it's not again not like chase elliott doesn't have the talent to do it himself but uh i just i don't know these bush brothers man i think they're feeling it now yeah i mean and i think when kyle bush kind of gets going he gets going i mean at the beginning of the season he wasn't like in the car he bought the parts of walmart made all those comments like you know, and now like last weekend, I think Chase Elliott called this new car a piece of shit or something. So like, I don't, I don't hate Elliott this weekend uh, because Hendrick has been so good because Chevy's been so good. But leading into my first, I had to take two winning bets because I wasn't on last <laughs> week. So to make up for it, you know, well, my first winner, uh, Kyle Busch. <laughs> so I'm going to agree with you there. Uh, obviously he's going to beat Chase Elliott if he wins, but he's at plus 800 again, the momentum he ran really well last week. He probably could have won in Kansas. He, like you just pointed out, he's been good at Texas in the past. I think he's on on it right now. Toyota seems to be coming around. They're doing well. Again, we talked about last week, performance translating to this week. You roll that right over. 
I think Kyle Busch at plus 800 is really good value to win. So, yeah, uh, he's going to be my first winner. And then, you know, I was looking. I was going to go with a super long shot. Austin Dillon, 75 to 1, kind of popped out to me. I kind of like that. He's He's been good. He's won a Coke 600 here before. But I really feel like we're going to see these top dogs battling it out. And, again, why the disrespect for Ross Chastain? He's plus 1,100, 11 to 1 to win. I don't get it. The dude's up there week in and week out. He's He's up there. You talk about a guy that's going to be hungry to win a million dollars, somebody that a million dollars means something to. Ross Chastain is one of those guys. He is going to be hungry. He's proven that he doesn't care. He's going to win. And, and I think that, again, I, I could not pass up at 11 to 1. Ross Chastain, absolutely love him. He, he's one of those guys with that dog mentality that I'm going to go earn this. This means something to me. And, and I can see him being the kind of guy that puts anything and everything he has into this. He's going to be running the truck race on Friday night. We talked about that. So he's going to have some track time here. And he's actually my I, – I like him even more than Kyle Busch to win this race. But uh, Kyle's odds were a little I'm, – I'm including him as my long shot winner at 11-1 to because that's long enough for a guy like that. That's, again, just every week being disrespected with his win, with his win, odds to win. I, I don't understand – why he's still down there so far, but I'm going to keep betting it because it's going to end up paying off. And uh, yeah, I love it. That's a lot of watermelons. That's a lot. A million dollars is a lot of watermelon. You can buy a lot of watermelons with a million dollars. I've been told you can buy a watermelon farm for a million yeah, dollars, which he's got a few of, I believe already, yeah. but yeah. I mean, add to <laughs> you the can buy another one. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I'm going to go a different uh, direction with my winner bet. And that's a different Kyle in Kyle Larson. I I don't know. Have I have I chose Kyle Larson to win a single race this year? I don't know that I picked one. I don't think so. I don't think so. Now is the time though. Uh because again, this is a race that Kyle Larson he's feeling it now, Cody. This is this is where he's feeling it. You've saw in the last he spun out but still managed to finish second last week. He's finished up front the last couple of, he's feeling it. So it's just a matter of time. This could be what ignites Kyle Larson for the rest of the season. He won in 2019 this race. He won in 2021 this race. Uh, you know, he won in Texas in 2021, the last race that the they did for points here. So, I mean, it, this has Kyle Larson written all over it. You know that we don't normally try to say uh, it, it, we try to give you more value than the favorite, but at plus 600, that's still not a bad. Uh, for him to win this all-star race, given all the craziness that ensues and all the wackiness. Again, part of this is going to also be decided by pit crews. So the pit crews play a part in this as well, which is why we know Hendrick Pitt's crews, pit crews are among the best out there. So, um, you know, Kyle Larson to, to win this whole thing. I, I just have a feeling, I have this weird feeling that Kyle Larson may end up doing exactly that and just uh, taking it home because, this is one of those races where he feels comfortable, and uh, the format is just wacky enough for him to be able to get a, 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 a win on it. And, you know, even a win in a stage, right, to put him in first, second, or third, you get him that close to the front, I, I don't like anybody's chances for those last 50 laps, especially if he gets out front. Yeah, before I comment on Kyle Busch, too, the pit crew part of it that is going to play a factor in it could be massively important. You look at Denny Hamlin, they're being heard on their penalty tomorrow, I believe, on Wednesday. Mm. 
probably when you're listening to this or whatever, maybe it's been decided by now, but remember his tire came off two or three weeks ago, but since they appealed the penalty, his crew has been crew chief and crew have been allowed to stay on the team. If that penalty is not overturned, they will not be here for all-star race. Chase Elliott had a tire come off this last weekend. I have not seen yet if they plan on appealing, if they do not appeal, then his crew chief, which actually I think it's probably better if his crew chief's gone because <laughs> His crew chief seems to cost them a lot of races. I know they won a championship together, but I, I'm not a big Gustafson fan. But anyways, but he's got one of the best pit crews around, and if you're missing part of that pit crew, you're missing the crew chief, that's going to hurt things. Kyle Busch, his team just ran, did the first ever four-tire stop in under nine seconds this past weekend at Kansas Speedway. They had like an 8.9-second pit stop to change four tires. That is blazingly fast and insane. So I just wanted to touch on that too, that – you know, th those things can make a huge difference. But to your Kyle Larson bet, I mean, the guy's a favorite every week for a reason. He's the best driver in the series right now. The results haven't been there every week this year so far. I was finally on, again, like we like you said, we haven't been picking him every week because it's silly to pick the favorite in NASCAR every week. Some things like Formula One, you can kind of get away with that a little more because the same guy wins every week. But And even last year, Kyle Larson, you know, one every week last year. So it was a difference, but I was finally on him last week at seven to one because it felt like his odds, you know, it kind of, they're starting to creep back a little. They were up at four to one every week for a while. Now he's not been winning. So now you're getting all the way up to six to one. So yeah, again, dude's the best driver in the series right now. The results haven't been there, but he's going to be hungry. He's got to be pissed off about last week. He had a really good car. He had multiple chances. And I wanted to point out, too, that great racing by him and Kurt Busch. I mean, neither of them took each other out for the win. And and I didn't get a comment on the Logano stuff because I wasn't on the pod last week. I, I get dumping a guy for the win. I, I would do the same thing, but I don't think he needed to. I, I think he could have passed him without dumping him, and I think he should have tried that at least first. You know, dump on the last lap. I get that. I'm all for that. I mean, I, I would do the same thing. I want to beat anybody else just as, you know, but I thought I would. I hope I would have hoped he would have tried to pass them a little more cleanly first, but didn't happen. But those guys raced really clean this past week. I know Larson got in the fence a couple times, but I don't think that was ever Kurt's fault. I don't think Kurt forced him into the fence. I think that was just Larson making mistakes. So I think he's going to be pissed off about what happened at Kansas, how close he was, how good he was, and not getting that win. Now you're putting a million dollars out there in front of him, tell him to go get it. I think that's going to make a difference for him. So again. He, he's really he's never that bad of a bet to win because he you know he's a favorite every week for a reason so I like it. I mean, you just look at the last time he was out on this track, like I talked about. Two, he led two hundred and fifty-six of the three hundred and thirty-four laps in that race. So you want to talk about knowing how to dominate a race? Kyle Larson, wire to wire from the pole, won that race. Led two hundred fifty-six laps along the way. Just wasn't even close. I mean. You know, that, that, that's the kind of dominance that, that Kyle Larson has. And now you're telling him to just go out and lead 25 laps at a time. Um, I, I think I like those chances. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, he snags that first stage win, and, and you know, he's locked into the, to the pole position on the final stage, and, and you're just putting him out there for a short run to go beat these guys, and it can happen. And, yeah, so the all-star race, for those of you who don't know, was in Charlotte for the longest time. Uh, every year, and then two years ago, they changed it up. They put it in Bristol for a year, and then they brought it to Texas last year. So this is only the second year there, but Kyle Larson did win it last year in Texas. 
So, again, he's the only one who's won the All-Star Race at Texas. He's got that experience there. He's obviously proven he can win there outside of the All-Star Race. So, again, great bet. I, I love it. I was looking for a Jimmy Johnson line. Couldn't find it. Jimmy hey, we're going to be able to bet him to win the Indy 500 here in a couple oh, man, weeks. He so. was so uh, – I mean, we'll, that's a tangent we can't really get into – deeply but he was so glad to be over with uh qualifying for what that last race yeah. that he was at so yeah, much so. yeah he was like <laughs> i'm i'm so glad this is done like i was driving through wets and all that yeah it wasn't wasn't good for him yeah yeah exactly i'm excited to see him compete in the 500 and uh yeah spoiler alert there's going to be a, a piece on the 500 coming out here in the next week or so so oh, stay tuned should, for that but uh we should get yeah. the bosses to, to give us a special uh uh motorsports gambling podcast uh special Dude. episode we uh you know that might that might be something we could do let us know in the slack channel if you guys want uh, us to give you yeah. an indianapolis yeah. 500 episode. make some noise make some noise about that and uh might see if we get a special yeah indianapolis 500 edition of the nascar gambling podcast why the hell not i mean funny. we got a nascar driver in the 500 right so mm-hmm. uh-huh. we got dale Earnhardt jr's gonna be covering it uh, there's a bunch of nascar ties there so uh yeah I think we can make that happen. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, then let us go over our bets in total uh, before we wrap it up here. Uh, we'll start with the trucks and the Xfinity because I don't think we went over those before the break. Uh, my bad. Sorry. Uh, so we start in the trucks where uh, Cody has Ross Chastain, who will be racing in the truck race over Chandler Smith at minus 130. Uh, I've got Zane Smith, last week's winner, over John Hunter Nemechek at plus 100. Uh, Cody likes uh, Tyler Reddick as a top five finisher in the Xfinity race at plus 100. Well, I'm taking Reddick over Josh Berry at minus 110 in that same race. Uh, where Xfinity winner William Byron is where Cody has his money at 4 to 1 plus 400. I have got Brandon Jones over Sam Mayer at minus 105 in the Xfinity race as well. In the All-Star Open, uh, Cody has Ricky Stenhouse to win the one of the or to win the poll actually for the whole open at plus 2000. And I've got Eric Jones to win a stage, any stage, pick one. Uh, in the open at minus 160. Uh, Cody continues the hashtag fade Denny train, uh, where he's got Martin Truex over Denny Hamlin at minus one ten. That has become a thing in the Slack channel, by the way. Uh, this fade Denny is is caught some. It's, uh, it's there's very strong fade Denny mojo in the uh, in the Slack channel. I love it. Huge, huge fade Denny mojo. Uh, in fact, that should also be a a trademark as well. Uh, and then I've got Kyle Busch over Chase Elliott. Uh, I believe that was minus 110. I actually, I didn't, uh, I didn't give you guys the odds on that one. I forgot to write it down, but, uh, find that one. I like it at whatever odds that it's at, uh, because also so does Cody where he's got, uh, Mr. KFB as the winner at plus 800. And he's also given you Ross Chastain at 11 to one because, who knows better how to just get himself into position to win? He gets one of those top three spots, and he's in contention right away, right? He wins one of those two stages and or three stages. Could happen. Uh, yep, so that, Absolutely, and we've seen him. We've seen him start strong some of these races, mm-hmm. snag one of those, be up there, and be ready to go, and then you put that million dollars in front of him. I don't know who's hungrier. Nah, he won't be hungry after he eats those watermelons. Uh, <laughs> and then I've got Kyle Larson as the winner at plus 600 of the all-star race again non-points paying just for fun 
But that doesn't mean you can't win a little money off of it yourself. Maybe make yourself a million dollars off of this. I don't know what kind of bet you'd have to make to win a million. It's a, it'd be a hell of a bet. Mattress Jack bet. Maybe we need to uh, explore some some parlays and have like a Slack channel exclusive uh, parlay to get you a million dollars. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they'll let us build a parlay like that, but I'm going to try, damn it. Uh, we could, I mean, go to win. We could build our own bet on that. That's right. Exactly. Uh, you know, if anybody can do it, it it's Go Bearcats. That guy, he could build yeah. us a million dollar bet. In fact, it, 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 I know you're listening. Uh, do do that math that you do and get us a million dollar bet because we all want to be able to place it. Yep, exactly. Yeah, he he's the guy. He uh, he he can figure that out for us. That's math, and I don't have the grasp of it to to get there. So, <laughs> I have the basics enough to get through this part of it. But. Exactly. Uh, uh, Cody, it's Fort Worth. It's a million dollars. It's quick stages. It's a lot of action. It's a what do we say? A Blake Shelton concert even in there somewhere? Yeah. So I think yeah. Between the races, they because they moved uh, they moved up the start time of the open stuff. To make sure there was time for the Blake Shelton concert, I thought that was pretty. I was like, "Oh, okay, well, all right, I mean, we're gonna make it. We're gonna make it a full event, I guess." So it's not Ice Cube, but I, very few, very few hey, performers you know. are. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right, everybody. Uh, we hope you enjoy All Star Weekend, Cody. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on social media? Yes, you can find me at Husker underscore Zeb. Uh, got a ton of stuff coming out. I got an F1 article that I'm just about finished with. So that'll be coming out here for the weekend. Uh, I'm going to be doing some Xfinity's bets and DraftKings stuff regularly with the garage guys. So look for that kind of stuff coming out. Um, DraftKings articles for cup. I got a betting article. I usually do with seriously fast media. So kind of all over the place, but Husker Zeb at Husker underscore Zeb. That's where you can find all my work at. Uh, again, follow the at NASCAR gambling, uh, Twitter handle. That's the show's Twitter handle. I tweeted out a bunch of videos and photos from last weekend. I'm going to probably dump a bunch of stuff on there this week, just leading up to, to this week, uh, with some of the, some of the cool stuff I got to see last weekend and do. So definitely give that a follow. That's at NASCAR gambling. And, uh, yeah, just keep the content train rolling. I've officially become Cody's wife's least favorite person in the world. <laughs> I guarantee that right now. Uh, for as much as I've gotten Cody into the deep end of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think she has some words for you. Uh, <laughs> she might be waiting back here behind me to, to talk to you when this is over. But it'll be okay. I, shout out to her for putting up with me and all my uh, NASCAR and fantasy editions. Uh. <laughs> I mean, look, man, we got it. behind every fantasy content creator is a strong partner that's willing to put up with these late nights. So uh, that's right. Kudos to her as well. Uh, of course, you can find me on Twitter at RJ Via Gomez. And uh, yes, just like Cody said, follow the NASCAR uh, gambling podcast on Twitter as well. So much fun stuff. You can check out all of my stuff for the Sportsbook Review. Uh, I'm putting out the race preview tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, basically that's what I've got. Expert picks as well. Uh, yeah, a lot of good stuff over there at Sportsbook Review as well. One, one more thing, little little uh, teaser for you. We got something fun coming up for the, the Coke 600 Memorial Day weekend. Little little contest to, that, that's going to be a good time. So uh, you'll have to come back next week and get all the details on that. But uh, stay tuned. 
Stay tuned, he says. Look at him. He's already a pro. Teasing. Teasing the next episodes. <laughs> Again, uh, just thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for so much fun. Uh, thanks once more to Derek Yoder for filling in last week. Uh, make sure you're following him on Twitter at Picks by Blaze. Uh, he's got his his roundtable that he does every week, and obviously his articles are fire as well. Uh, also, Full Tank Phil, who we both have met and talked to uh, a couple of times. Just this entire NASCAR community is just so much fun, guys, and it's just been a blast being a part of it. As we catch our breaths and enjoy a race where it's a lot of fun, no points on the line, just fun. Uh, we just want to say thank you and, and continue to listen. And we'll be back next week with some more points paying racing, but more money to be won here on the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. And until next time, let's go racing, boys, and let it ride. <laughs>